You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught from murder. Anyway, skill horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Okay, guys. Welcome back. Hey. Creepy Campfire Podcast. This is your host, Jordan, and... Your co-host, Ryan. How y'all doing? I know you can't answer me, but I wish you could. Oh, but we did just finally get our first response email wise we did and we got so we got our first listener email which is going to probably end up leading to an yes. episode um we're gonna have him gonna just tease that till we get some more details okay okay we're uh, not gonna, we won't go into specifics then. and we got a couple itunes reviews and i think we should take a moment to read those Ooh, wait like people wrote stuff yeah Ooh, okay i'd have you do it jordan but you don't have an iphone so i don't and and if you're listening to us you. not on apple we are not ignoring you android's cool too i'm representing the other half stitcher was our biggest biggest um is that like the biggest podcast app stitcher Stitcher is for android i mean you can still get the stitcher app for apple but it's like the best like the biggest cross-platform i was gonna say because mine just is podcast player but itunes is the biggest um across the board because everybody's oh well well, yeah i'm sorry not itunes apple podcast because it's different everybody wants to be on itunes and everybody's phone that has an iphone automatically comes with that app so i think that helps definitely as for why it's the biggest um it makes sense but we're gonna we're gonna read these reviews real quick because we really appreciate you guys leaving them yeah and if you you know if you enjoy the show, please just take a second, throw a little four or five star review up, and write a little blurb. We appreciate it because it helps um, other people find the show. Helps with that iTunes algorithm. Oh yes, the mysterious algorithm. <laughs> so from David W eight fifteen, we got five stars. Ooh. Love it. Great show. Okay. Simple. Thank you, David. But to the point. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then from our friends over at the Hillbilly Horror Stories, they said love the show. Five stars. Ryan and Jordan bring these stories to life. This is such a fun listen. From Jerry and Tracy and Hillbilly. Oh, those guys are the best. Yeah, Jerry and Tracy are the good people. They're cool. Thanks, y'all. So we're getting some love. We appreciate it, and we just want to keep giving good content for you guys to love back. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, keep, keep the cycle going. It's a give-take relationship. Indeed it is. It's a give-and-take. You may hear some jingling. I've not got all of my you're still in like your work gear man yeah i've got all the exterminator tool belt stuff going on jingling and i am uh just getting over a cold myself so if i uh have to take a pause to cough or something sorry guys i feel like that's all we've said for the past couple episodes i know every other time it's been sick or not tis the season i guess yeah i don't know sorry sniffles guys um Okay, you ready to jump into it? Let's do it. What are we talking about today? The Kentucky Liberty Hall. Liberty Hall. Liberty okay. Hall. I think it's interesting you picked this and not me. I well, I was I was looking at haunted houses because mm-hmm. I wanted to do well, you know, like house hauntings because mm-hmm. I wanted to do one that was well known but not necessarily like the uh, again I can never remember the name of that movie 
What's the most famous? Um, like a poltergeist? The Amityville. Amityville Horror? Yeah. Which is like... You wanted to go big, but not too mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Plus, that place is creepy. But uh, the Kentucky Kentucky Liberty Hall, ugh, English, was uh, was pretty high up there. So I saw Kentucky, and I was like, hey, well, mm-hmm. ode to my co-host here, home home state. It was really hard for me because it, it rang a bell. And I was like, I think I know what th- this is. And I wanted to double-check it just for myself to make sure. But I was like, nope, can't do it. I don't want to spoil anything. Well, okay, so when we were doing the Minnesota... Uh, Minisode, mm-hmm. they had mentioned something about a gray lady, right? Didn't they something? Uh, the well, lady in gray or something? It's Gray Cloud Island, and because the lady's name was Gray Cloud. Okay, gotcha. Okay, because there's a gray lady here too. Huh. There's okay. always some some. At least it's gray and not white. Oh yeah, I feel like apparitions or whatever. They're usually mm-hmm. shades. I feel colors. bad. Because if I hear a lady in white, I already start eye rolling. And that's not fair, because it could be a thing. What about a lady in gray? But it's just, I feel like every, any place that's like, oh, that place is haunted. Yeah, is there a lady in white there? Oh, yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. There How'd always you know? is. Always. <laughs> but, you know. Just staring out the window, blankly. One out of five of those might actually have a, a white lady, or a lady in a white dress. So I need to bite my tongue. Well, like you had said, or we had gone over in that ghost one as well. Sorry, we're going to. Way past references. Um, we would said that not as many cases happen nowadays as far as like sightings of actual apparitions or manifestations or anything like that. Like at all, a lot of it is more like sixties, seventies oh, okay. places that were really big and and those places that would have like as far as like you don't usually see apparitions of someone that died like two days ago. Exactly. It's usually, yeah. Super far in the past. It's like some, someone in like old-timey clothing or something. Yeah. Uh, commonly, I feel like. Um, but yeah, okay, so Kentucky Liberty Hall. It was built, I'm going to give you a little background first. Uh, it was built by Senator John Brown, who uh, who, who was kind of a prominent figure back then. Uh, I think he was pretty high up there politically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was built in Frankfort, Kentucky in 1796 as part of a four-acre estate. Which is the capital. Frankfurt is? Yep. Didn't know that. I'm pretty sure the what you're talking about may be on, like, the Kentucky State Quarter. Oh, really? But I might be wrong. I don't know. I was surprised when I when I had mentioned it that you hadn't been there before. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Frankfurt itself? I've only <clears throat> been to Frankfurt once. I mean, of course, every school does, like, the trip to the Capitol. Yeah. And you walk around and How far away is that from? Lexington, it's about, oh, goodness. Sorry, Kentucky. I've been gone for like five years now. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, a while. It's like it's like an hour and a half, I think. Okay, that's yeah. not too bad. It's about the the max uh, field trip. Well, no, I, I don't know. We went from we went from Sacramento to Yosemite once. Though. I went to Chicago once on a field trip. Seriously, from yeah. Kentucky? Yeah, it was dope. I saw uh, like King Tut's. Um, go to Chicago. Oh yeah. It, yeah, all his artifacts were in a museum in Chicago, so we went up there and saw it. We're judging up all our past episodes. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I guess uh, it sits just above the Kentucky River and is described as being an exquisite example of 18th century Georgian architecture. I don't know why it's Georgian if it was in Kentucky. I don't know if there was uh, well, lines between those two were uh, blurred at some point when, or you know, when states were being mm-hmm. formed and bought and mm. sold off. I'm not really sure, but it says Georgian architecture. Well, whenever I hear anybody just, like uh, describe a plantation home, it, they usually refer to like a Georgian plantation home. Mm-hmm. 
don't know if that's just supposed to mean like southern. maybe they just set the standard there. Yeah, maybe. Um, the structural plans for the mansion were designed and drawn up by Thomas Jefferson himself. Really? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, this like John John Brown was mm-hmm. pretty high up there with with these people. Um, Senator Brown, John Brown, he studied uh, law in Jefferson's office. It was uh, the the place was built of made on site bricks with flooring, rafters, and framing being made of hardwood. Uh, it was also designated in 1971 as a U.S. National Historic Landmark. Oh, so fun fact. Uh, the, uh, at this place, the Browns would at the Liberty Hall. The Browns would entertain and host the elite of American society, uh, society including political friends. Uh, the 1819 guest list included President James Monroe, uh, Colonel Zachary Taylor, Colonel Andrew Jackson, General Lafayette, and Aaron Burr, which I know some of those names are also presidents. I was about to say, yeah. later on. Uh, also later on, William Harrison and Theodore Roosevelt were also guests. Okay. So we got some prestigious guests coming through. Yeah. Um, and they'd hold big parties and mm-hmm. big elaborate um, shindigs there. No, wait, was this, I'm sorry, you might have said this already. Was this Brown's home, or was it just a an estate that was built? It, for... was, it was an estate, I feel like, that was used for multiple things. Um, they did live on site. But okay. Like I said, it was it was part of a four-acre estate, so I think that there was, they might have been property off to the side, maybe, mm-hmm. and there was other things going on on site. But he did, John Brown did live there. Yeah, Brown okay. and his family did live there. Okay. Um, the Brown family lived at Liberty Hall until 1956. Okay, cool. Uh, 1956? 1956. But he studied under Jefferson. No, 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 no. Not Brown himself. Oh, the Brown, the Brown family. family. continued to live on <laughs> until, gotcha. um, <laughs> until 1956. And I... the, at which point, um, the colonial dames of America, um, it was it was willed to them, so they, they took it over to be a living museum of Kentucky history. Gotcha. So I guess it was converted um, in 56. Now I'm at the party. Sorry, it took a second. It's all good. <laughs> We're catching up here. Um, so the hauntings. They call them manifestations because they're ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three of them. One they have a lot on, which is the gray lady. Okay. And the other two, another one they have like a little bit on, and the other one they have almost nothing on. So <laughs> we're going to go from most to least in this case. Um, one ghost still appears. Well, actually, they all kind of appear to this day, so okay. this place is still haunted, technically. The first one and the most prevalent is Miss Margaret Margareta Varick. Margareta? Margareta. It's, okay. She went, I think, by both. A little flair in there. She was uh, she was an aunt of Mrs. Brown, so uh, John Brown's wife, and uh, she raised she raised Mrs. Brown uh, when her mother had died. And in 1817, when one of the children died of an illness, Mrs. Varick was asked to come from New York to comfort um, to comfort her. Apparently, the trip there were some complications. I don't mm-hmm. know that there was, so there was uh, she she took some by coach and some by horseback. Okay. Apparently, it was really physically draining. Mm-hmm. Um, because she got there and then not long after got very sick. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, three days later that she actually died, and the um, the the cause of death was never really determined. Mm-hmm. They say it could be anything from a heart attack to um, just really bad. Um, I don't know why they thought it was. They say they they say acute indigestion, or just exhaustion. I don't know how indigestion you can die cause death that? back then. And acute. And you're the guy with the stomach problems, so you would know this. 
Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not that's not a fun story. Um, yeah, I've had some stomach problems, but I've yeah I've never heard of acute indigestion being a cause of death. Maybe back then, I guess. I mean, I know that you know you didn't have as many treatments, so it wasn't as hard for things to kill you back then. But mm. it does seem a little light. What time of year was it again? Uh, this was 1817 that she actually died. She died on July 28th of 1817. Oh, July. Okay. I was just making sure it wasn't like in the winter when pneumonia no, or like something. No, like midsummer and stuff. But huh. she she like started throwing up heavily and just couldn't keep anything down. And then she just, just expired. I'm just gonna say whooping cough. Maybe. <laughs> uh, a lot of I like I said I I checked out. So there was not a whole lot on the actual hauntings of Liberty Hall. More mm-hmm. of it is just about the like the touristy aspect of it. Right. Um, but like five or six places talked mostly about the lady in gray and some of them alluded to those other two. Mm-hmm. But the one that I got the most off of was, um, I'm just going to mention it here cause this is where I got most of my inf- information. And, uh, it's, it's a uh, ghost.hauntedhouses.com slash Kentucky, uh, underscore Frankfurt underscore Liberty underscore hall underscore mansion. So we'll include that. Don't worry. Good. We'll, uh, we'll make notes of it, but, um, I just want to say they had the most, by far the most information on at least the hauntings here. Uh, and they said that from their, also their, um, like looking around for info, info on it, that it was most likely a heart attack. Gotcha. Um, she what was, was I'm, sorry, oh, I'm sorry. I'm making you backtrack so much. No, no, you're fine. What was her, what was her age again? Do we know? No, uh, they had like absolutely no information on the person herself. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be confirmed that Margareta was a real person. Her and John Brown got married in ni- or 1799. So they had when they got married, but they don't have her birth date. I don't see it. The only things I can find information on about her is um, in relation to Liberty Hall. So you just kind of get when she met John Brown because John Brown was in historical records the important factor. So unfortunately for her, history doesn't really care until she met the historical figure. Gotcha. Uh, I feel like that's kind of what happened here too. Yeah. So just wanted to let you guys know she is real. Cause sometimes you start hearing these stories and it's like, you'll, you'll hear like the Lily house mm-hmm. and there'll be a story about some girl or woman named Lily. And then you go to look up the records and you're like, there's no Lily that ever lived in this town during that time. Yeah. So, but we can verify that lady did live there and is a lady in general. <laughs> <laughs> was a lady. Was a lady. She was real. What? <laughs> until july 28th because then she died um so she showed up died so she wasn't able to help her niece um after her baby had died because mrs brown's child had died of an illness mm-hmm. not not long before they buried her they buried her in the family plot out in the in the outside gardens surrounding the um the hall itself but her whereabouts were lost when the uh, the the entire family plot was moved to the bigger cemetery in bigger cemetery in Frankfurt because okay. I guess they moved all of those family members. Mm-hmm. They just kind of transposed them. Gotcha. But they lost her. And since then, a couple years after that was when people started seeing her show up. Oh. And uh, what I what I've read, and when we'll go we'll go more into this. Uh, she is a nice ghost. Okay. Um. And they say that she appears to be trying to help the people that visit uh, find her grave and mark it properly hmm. so that they can find her remains, maybe. But, um... Well, she didn't, so she didn't get a headstone? 
I don't know. I, they didn't. They didn't specify, but I, I feel mean, like they, a senator would be able to afford a headstone for his dead wife. It was. It was, it was his wife's aunt. Or uh, uh. so it's somewhat extended family. Yeah, but that's true. I mean, so maybe not. Maybe not a headstone specifically, mm-hmm. but you would think that if they got part of the family, that mm-hmm. like maybe it was a crypt situation or something like that, mm-hmm. and they would have them all together. But well, and one thing I haven't noticed as much since I moved to California is. I don't ever really see family graves, mm-hmm. uh, whereas in Kentucky growing up, there's, I mean, they're all very old. Yeah. You, it typically doesn't happen these days, but there were family graveyards, mm-hmm. and you'd have a couple generations worth of people in one graveyard, and it's, I mean, it's sad, but it's kind of cool, because one, if you ever want to go pay your respects, you've got one, one it's kind of like a one-stop shop you to pay. You have like pay. a whole lineage right there. Yeah. Whereas, and you you do see those like super old, withered to like the size of a shoebox tombstones, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know ones that are still properly marked and things like that. But I don't see that at all out here, and I don't know if it's just because that part of the country is so much older, or if maybe family cultural dynamics play a different part. But I do think that that's kind of I would interesting. Assume both of those part will be playing to that. Yeah, I don't know, you know, specifically, but yeah, I've definitely seen it's it's mostly just like solo people out here okay so the gray lady okay uh it is it is mrs varick it's the aunt Mm -hmm. um and she and like i said she started appearing a few a few years after her death and um after the graves were moved but she wasn't found uh most describe her is a kind calm entity those who have experienced her uh, they say that she's small in size and wears, uh, and, they, and that she wears a gray house dress. Okay. So that's why they call her the gray lady. That's it. Really <laughs> clever. Um, <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so she's been, she's even been known to be helpful around the mansion. Uh, apparently doing some of the household chores. That's mighty kind of you. Right. Uh, on occasion, she, on occasion, uh, she'll slam some doors in the middle of the night. So, you know, you like your typical ghost Pick stuff. Pick up your trash. I'm tired of it. Something, yeah. But they say that that's just kind of when she's moving around, doing, moving around like throughout the place doing her own thing. Because mm-hmm. she's got her own, sorry, her own afterlife there. But for the most part, she doesn't interfere with anybody coming or going. Mm-hmm. Uh, her favorite places to appear seem to be her old bedroom and on the grand staircase. Okay. Makes sense. Her. It's always a staircase. Yeah. Well, there's always one. <laughs> there's always at least one, and they have um, they have pictures of her on, on the their, staircase. Yeah, oh, as, okay. Of, I'd of, like of to see ghost. that. There's a bunch of pictures that were also on this website. So if we can, I'll uh, I've got the link in here, and I'll send that to you. And yeah, we'll include them all for you guys to see and comb through. Yeah, they've got the pictures on there. So her first appearance uh, was to the new bride of Senator Brown's grandson. So John Brown's grandson mm-hmm. uh, got married you know, a little later on, and his name was Benjamin. And um, his wife, his new wife that was staying there, and she was staying as a guest in Mrs. Varick's old bedroom. And she apparently, while she was, after she had uh, left like a family gathering or something, she went back up to the bedroom to go to sleep, and as she was, I think, derobing, she just saw Mrs. Varick just walk kind of across the room mm-hmm. and disappear. That was the first time anybody ever saw her. Because that's when you want to see something strange when you're disrobing. Yeah, in your new family home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, it doesn't say when, but a little bit later, I'm assuming um, a visitor, Rebecca Avril, saw Mrs. Varick appear to her standing motionless next to her fireplace. And I don't know if this was just just a person coming and going. I don't know if she knew the family or, mm-hmm. or what. She just They just said a visitor. Um, so she's been seen next to the fireplace, walking through the bedroom. Uh, Benjamin Gatz Brown's niece. So this was this you, was the Benjamin man, who got married. You really went down the family tree. Yeah, they did, definitely. Like I said, they had the they had the estate for a while, until it was converted. Mm-hmm. Um, so his niece, Mary Mason Scott, who apparently looked a lot like Miss Varick, saw the gray lady on several occasions. Uh, she in fact came face to face with her one day uh, coming home from college. She went to sleep in Mrs. Varick's old bedroom, and when she woke up, she was standing right next to the bed looking at her. I gotta be honest, smiling. This, but this, this lady just sounds like a creeper. Kind of, yeah. But, I mean, at least she's not doing anything super mean or mean, mean at all, apparently. I guess, but I wouldn't want to wake up to that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be getting naked either. and have someone just run, like, ghost figure run across the room. I'm cool. Yeah, well, I mean, and I would hope that if she would, if she, if, that, if she, if she has a goal of having her, you know, her little plot found or her body, her, you know, remains exhumed and maybe placed with her family or something that she would have well let me tell you catching me while i'm getting naked for the shower does not tell me where your gravestone is lady no <laughs> no that's what i'm saying as i would i would think that i would have liked if she had maybe if she was like standing more, there looking out a window maybe or pointing at something and you yeah. know in any given direction just something like ominously pointing Anyways. no just gonna be weird just gonna look at maybe you she will, i mean maybe she just doesn't maybe she doesn't know where she is either so maybe she's trying to get people to just be like find me so her ghost has been seen staring out of an upstairs window at people below um during the restoration period of liberty hall i'm assuming this was when it was being converted into the uh, museum okay uh the curator took pictures documenting the progress of work being done and in one of her pictures uh she can be seen coming down the staircase gotcha um Maybe it's because that's always like how you make a good grand entrance is down a staircase. So that's why you always hear about ghost stories on a staircase. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make a nice like, I am here. Making making themselves known. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's creepy though. I mean, she's just, she's just chilling. She's just chilling. I just want to look at you. Yeah. Just let me look at you. I mean, for a while <laughs> it was with, a, well, you know, it was amongst a, a lot of her family. Mm-hmm. And then at least ancestors, you know, ancestry. But uh, it's still going on. So, so overnight guests, once they, I'm, I'm assuming that they they probably did like a like a hotel on site too, or somewhere you could stay, because it says overnight guests sometimes awoke to find uh, themselves being tucked in by her. <laughs> Again, this lady is weird. Yeah, but between the family and the colonial dames everybody says that she was mostly nice mm-hmm. well I mean she's not like slapping you across the face Besides or slamming doors scratching in the, in the you and stuff yeah but on occasion being a little loud but mm-hmm. not getting too crazy um, in the morning blankets would be folded and mending project projects would be finished so she's just she's just taking up the handiwork around the house I guess <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know I'm assuming she's probably pretty bored right mm-hmm. not a whole lot to do you can only walk up and down that staircase so many times. Haunt so many people. <laughs> She's try her hand at possessions now. Um, an employee of the Colonial Dames uh, lived in the apartment above the kitchen. And one night after she had already gotten into the bathtub, 
she had forgotten to shut the bathroom door and apparently it was really cold besides so she was trying to rush through it so that she could get the door shut and be like you know kind of warm in the bathroom but while she was washing her hair the door closed by itself and the assumption is that it was probably mrs varick i don't know why that's the assumption <laughs> again somebody naked bathtub yeah she, she creeping but i mean if it, if it closed by itself i don't know if she watched it close by itself it doesn't mm-hmm. say that she like saw nobody there and it just closed but maybe it was a small enough bathroom to where she could see the entire room and she just watched it close by itself that'd be, yeah. that'd be pretty creepy but then again too i mean it I don't know how much restoration they put into it. Yeah. But draft will do some crazy things. Like I've got in our laundry room, there's the door that leads outside and then <coughs> there's the door that leads from the laundry room to the kitchen. And if you let's see, if you have the one the laundry room door to the kitchen open and you open or close the door going outside, it will close the other door just cuz like of a like a vacuum draft oh, okay. type situation. Pull on and shut. So I don't know, but yeah. If, I mean, I guess if, if and our house is built in like the '30s, it's like it's not as old as this one, obviously. But then no. again, I don't know how much draft has gone through this place. Yeah, if like the window was open and it blew a shutter, mm-hmm. whatever. But, but I mean, all of those things said, I would still make me jump. Of course. Make me oh, think. definitely. It was it was apparently a really heavy door too, like a big like bronze and kind of heavy door. Okay. So it makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah. I mean, if the wind trying to shut that i don't know yeah well and, a little bit hard to do and it's also like that's an interior door like what i'm talking about is involving an exterior and an interior door she's in a bathroom upstairs so. Mm-hmm. so unless that's overlooking the grounds and then there's like a window there and i don't know yeah either way Get away. It's, <laughs> it's still it layers man layers yeah so the same there i, I was assuming uh they, they just kind of go on to the next point i'm assuming that they're talking about the same uh employee okay uh because it just goes on and it just says that she was sitting in the next statement so it says that she was sitting in a uh in a room thinking of an old boyfriend when uh who had given her like a like an old-timey music box mm-hmm. that was unwound and closed apparently it just started playing while she was reminiscing of this guy while having no not being not been cranked i'm assuming right it's just been by itself and now it just starts yeah yeah um that's all they had for for her but the the same curator who had gotten the picture of her on the stair the gray lady on the stairs um found three antique uh early 1800 like gold bracelets on an on one of the nightstands in the bedrooms and there was no there, there was no sign of that on any inventory or anything like that so they just kind of appeared they kind of materialized hmm. somehow and they think it was they think they were miss varick's because it was in her bedroom right um but nobody had ever seen him before and that's that's all they that's the gray lady that's the gray lady gray, gray lady likes to look at you yeah apparently she likes to read your mind play the jewelry box that you're sad about apparently yeah that's super weird that's a weird connection to play mm-hmm. the music box randomly she would. She wouldn't know that she was thinking about her her old boyfriend. Specifically. Yeah, that's the thing that's strange to me is like it's the motive. She would have had to have read her mind and been able to play the box somehow. Yeah. So, um, lady, you're a creep, creeper, but creeper of, from the crypt. But kind, a kind creeper. I don't know. She just didn't do anything bad. I don't think that makes her kind. Well, she helped with chores. I, I, yeah. She helped around the house, at least. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you pull your own weight, at least, if you're going to stay there. You know. 
Yeah, and you better smile. <laughs> smile while you're doing it. Smile at my bedside. No, don't smile at my bedside. <laughs> Please don't appear at my bedside. Don't do that. Let's go over her a little bit. Because you had said in our prior ghost episode mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily believe in like the, the kinder... Like, like you said that whenever... People I don't think, think it's like that a kind... it's a soul from a person that used to walk the earth. Okay, so you don't think it's you don't think it's Miss Varick? No, no. And I have to like I just I have to do that uh, because it's my belief. Yeah. So then I'm trying to think of what it could be besides that. Um, Some random materialization of a ghost. I mean, not related by any means. It frustrates me a little bit, but I mean, there—I haven't looked into it much, but there is the stone tape theory of. But then again, she's not doing repetitive things over and over again. It's oh, is stone tape—the thing where you were like, you see the the same thing every time that it happens. Right. Okay. Apparently, like, yeah, people attribute it to like some kind of energy or something's like binding that there. Mm-hmm. But she's not doing the repetitive things over and over. These are all very personal. Well things and you've heard i'm I'm sure of of cases where like with disturbed remains and stuff like that where they can where materializations of either mm-hmm. you know bad or good can appear but this is the opposite of that because her remains weren't disturbed well i mean it's not to say that they weren't disturbed but they were definitely not i mean they were forgotten they were forgotten they were forgotten when like somebody was kicking her bones around true but i mean if she's still under liberty hall and Maybe just yearning to be with her. Her well, okay. <laughs> if I never, her spirit is looking to be with the rest of her families. I don't know if they had to be in the similar in the same area to do that. Or well, I was about to say I never. Un- that's one. That's another thing that I never understood is why why people propose that it's so important to ghosts to be buried near their loved ones. Yeah, because but you, that is definitely like a if thing. if you are a spirit, like let's if I am a ghost, like I would just find. Cassandra's ghost I wouldn't be like put my dead body by my wife's dead body I'm like no I'm just if I'm a ghost obviously she's gonna be a <laughs> ghost yeah I'll just go and find her I have yeah. eternity like why not? about the body yeah so I I, I never understood that but um <laughs> no I get you I get you yeah. um yeah I don't know why is the gray lady still there then I don't know that's a good question so second ghost because again there's three uh, I couldn't find very much on her, like literally a, a paragraph's worth. Um, she is. They had no name for this person. Good old no name. That was my nick. One of my many nicknames in high school was no name. What? Yep. That's harsh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's all good. I had many other ones to go by, so. I had nicknames in middle school. I usually like hedgehog or something like that, though, because I spiked my hair like a douche. um so uh the only thing i'd find i could find on this person on this this other ghost this other entity was that uh she was a spanish opera singer oh um and that she that in 1805 she was invited to frankfurt uh to perform a concert in like the neighborhood of the liberty hall Mm mm-hmm and the Browns being such a prestigious family and stuff like that, I think they were going to attend it. So they just had her stay on the grounds. Um, and they threw a party for her to, yeah, to have her there. Well, and I think, I mean, touring wasn't like quite like it is today. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you think about like the, she didn't have the a big classic... tour bus <laughs> that she could stay on. Yeah. Well, and if you think about like classical concerts, like they were held in rich people's 
big houses, mm-hmm. and this was a rich guy with a big house. Yeah, I think it was like at a, at a neighboring house. So it makes sense. Yeah, so she was staying. Uh, she was staying on the property, and they held they held a big party for her. And apparently, at some point, she went out to take a walk in the garden, and that's the last time they saw her. Uh, she was last seen walking down the garden path to the Kentucky River, but she never came back to the party. Fell in the seventh dimension. Seventh? Why yeah. the seventh? Elaborate. Uh, First number off the top of your head. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'll take that. Um, when she vanished, an extensive search of the area was made, but um, and, and they even dragged the river to like try to find her body. Oh. Couldn't find anything. It was theorized that she was abducted mm-hmm. by either um, aliens. Local? No. <laughs> I would no by either local um, native Native Americans or. Um, they say or despicable characters who were attracted by the lights and sounds at the party Hmm. so what year is this 1805 so either Native Americans or nefarious characters real specific there yeah that was their best guess I mean I guess it's hard to kind of conduct a way bigger search back then but I really doubt that Native Americans were that close to dude's house anyway to just come snatch up somebody chilling in the garden. And that also doesn't really sound like them, but I'm making well, assumptions. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, well, yeah. I mean, I think they are too, though. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's 1805. <laughs> Who really knows? Um, so the kind of, the kind of uh, repercussions of that uh, throughout the years, a dark-haired female apparition has been seen with her mouth frozen open in a soundless cry of terror. Lovely. Word for word, verbatim. That's how they describe her. Uh, running frantically through the gardens. So, kind of scary. That kind of that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm gonna say aliens took her. Yeah, aliens. Yeah. In 1805. That's what I'm going with. Uh, what does I mean, that, that matter? That would be. The, I would. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't be their only time ever being to Kentucky. If we're going off of our prior episodes, because you had the. Well, the Hopkinsville goblins. The goblins, yeah, uh, that, that were the fifties. I think nineteen fifty-five. We, so. they were. They said that they came in like a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. you see, it's a spaceship. Well, so. I mean, think about it. If they're, if if we're going to assume something has the capability to travel through space, they're probably going to be, at least compared to where we are, with mechanics right now, I would assume that's thousands of years ahead of us. Oh yeah. So I don't think a hundred or two years would would make a big difference as far as their travel. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, alien, whatever. It just sounds more fun. It does sound than, fun than blaming Native Americans with no purpose. Well, and my problem with them doing that is that if she is haunting the ground still, like if this is in fact the ghost of that person specifically, mm-hmm. that opera singer, I guess that she might. All they said was that she has dark hair. They don't even know that it looks that much like her. I don't know if they're assuming or not. But if they, like, if they couldn't find her body anywhere, if she was abducted, like, why would why would her ghost or spirit being, like, being be like stay keep appearing? No, true. She got snatched away. Yeah. Like I would think that she would do that wherever she died. But see, that's where you get into like the weird like. There's so many there's so many explanations for these things, whether it's aliens, whether it's ghosts, whether it's cryptids, that they can't all be true because there you come a point where ideas start conflicting against one another. Yeah. Like you have ideas where people think that 
um, spirits get attached to objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's demon. Uh, <laughs> You're Annabelle. Where, yeah. where they think that spirits get attached to a place or they get attached to their body like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, it feels like those would, would conflict. Because like you were saying, if she was abducted because they couldn't find her, then there would be no need for her to be drawn to, to her come body. To back and haunt that place specifically. And then, yeah, it just sounds, I don't know. It, it's I, it's definitely, it's a good ghost story. I mm-hmm. like it. They didn't really give us, there's not enough information to go off of to like base why or when. I like or, that her face is, I mean, I don't like that she has to be in terror, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool. And it makes sense because if she, if she got abducted. Well, she's the scariest she, part of this whole thing. It's her being afraid. That's kind of nice. So, so listeners, you'll be able to sleep at night. This is a little bit um, of a lighter episode. Unless okay. you're undressing for bed and then Margareta's looking and at then you. And you see Miss Varick, yeah. Yeah. The gray lady. And so this lady, huh. Again, well, no what, name. I what, couldn't find a name for her. What do you think happened to her? I mean, abduction sounds likely if they couldn't find her body in the river. Like, or, or, I mean, maybe she just... Uh, she was gonna. She was gonna do a show there. I don't think she would have just wandered off. Right. I mean, of her own fruition. But I don't think. I think that's a kind of a, a reach with the Native American thing. Well, and the hard thing too is she. She is Spanish. Yeah, they, and, that's all they know. <laughs> She's Spanish, and that she was an opera singer. She was likely, unfortunately, only allowed around because of her talent. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, back then, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go dark here and. I wouldn't be surprised if someone on the grounds, not John Brown, mm-hmm. but someone in the area may have murdered oh, her. Maybe somebody made a pass at her. Yeah, and that maybe she, it just went south. Refused. Yeah. Ooh. And then they, you know, maybe she's under something somewhere and they just haven't found it. That's, yeah, that did go dark. Yeah. That's, I don't, that's, that's a tough one to think about. See, now you wish I'd stuck with aliens, don't you? Yeah, yeah aliens was a better one for that. <laughs> That makes me sad. I don't want to think about that. Uh, I don't want to think that she... I... Yeah. We're just going to say she's singing up there in the galaxy. Either way, ga- it's not good. It's not good. She's just, Whatever happened. She's singing in the yeah. galaxy somewhere. Yeah. That's to make light of it, for sure. But, yeah, that's it. That's all they had on her. Okay. That's this poor... Opera singer. This poor, <laughs> this poor Spanish opera singer from 1805. Uh, and there's one more. There's one more ghost. Who is thought to be a soldier... From the War of 1812. Oh, cool. Who had fallen in love with a young cousin who was visiting the Brown family. Um, not his cousin, right? It was... No. Okay. Sorry. No. We no, he's we not. in Kentucky take a lot of offense <laughs> <laughs> to anything when you were, when you mention a cousin. So I just want that we're clear... we're relations and family, we've got to keep those separate. just want that clear and to be known. This was not a soldier after his cousin. <laughs> no. No, this is just a soldier from the War of 1812, um, who apparently fancied one of the uh, one of the Brown the Brown family's like cousins or some someone along that line in that lineage. Okay. Um, and the legend says that he makes his appearance at an outside window of the house, uh, peers inside, and then rather sadly walks away. That doesn't make any sense. If right. he is outside of the house, peers in. Oh, okay, maybe on the bottom floor. I mean, but then I've heard of people seeing 
people peeking in through the second floor. They go to look and nothing's there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I guess either I right. mean, if we're if we are going to talk about a ghost, spirit, demon, manifestation, whatever you want to call it, they're going to let gravity keep them down. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're uh, gravity is nothing at this point. Pish posh. Like, um, which and that would scare the piss out of me if it was second story versus first story window but oh yeah no matter what seeing, at night seeing something out of a window well and i would assume that they have this assumption because i'm a, he's probably like in military gear or something you know maybe yeah probably uniform uniform or maybe like a rifle or something um so apparently he just randomly shows up outside of whatever given window I'm trying to find that looks that brown looks cousin for that looks that's for the terrible cousin. wording <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Looks in for the cousin of the, the Brown family. And then uh, walks away. Just, they say sadly walks away. I don't know if he like hangs his head in shame or or just <laughs> can they can see they can her. see ghost tears. I'm not really sure. Um, Where is Bethany? <laughs> I can never find Bethany. Don't give her a name. <laughs> I think the worst. Uh. We're keeping this light, man. Um, so, yeah. So three ghosts that still apparently appear today. Uh, off and on cool but gray lady is still the most prevalent mm-hmm. so yes it's still haunted um but the apparitions of the thoughtful helpful miss varick the terrified opera singer and the soldier who is still on duty still hanging around on the grounds of the liberty hall good old liberty hall good old liberty hall hmm. i've been like i tried to find enough on this to like expand it but like i said i went to six different places most of them just had information on the gray lady herself specifically mm-hmm. and that was limited thankfully this thank you again this this link uh had majority of this information for me so that i was like going through and like reaffirming at different places like what if they had all the kind of the same stuff on the gray lady right just cross-referencing everything and yeah some of some places some of uh some of the places said that like when i when i told you that she was derobing the um that new wife of the grandson right that apparently she like screamed and the husband ran in with a shotgun but there was nothing there mm-hmm. um but that's that was like pretty much the only addition to that story gotcha and besides that nobody nobody had anything on the opera singer nobody had anything on the um soldier besides the fact that they do appear there mm-hmm. so they were like hey there's like these three ghosts but this was the only one that had any kind of background information on them yeah well, so. it's hard too, especially with these kind of stories, because you have the one aspect where people just are like, "I'm not going to report this because people are going to it's going to ruin my credibility." Well, and this is a really old case too. This is this is 1800s. Yeah, and then you have like a lot of these stories. Like, I think the, this is the I'm sorry, this is the furthest we're going back. I think right as far as like time period wise, as uh, far like, as like episodes we've done, episodes we've done besides um, no, besides the the curse of the King Tut thing that would have been way before that. Well. Or no, it was the no, excavation of that. It was like around this time. I around think. the same? Well, 1800s, I think. I don't know. I'm really 17, bad. 17, 17, 18? It's been, it was our second episode, guys. It's been a while. <laughs> it's cool to say, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, second episode. It was so long ago. Yeah, right. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty far back. And but the thing about these two is, you know, you have the incident with the grandson's wife um, and other caretakers of the home, and these are more stories that get passed down. <coughs> so it's not like now where you have paranormal groups that go out and document and investigate Mm -hmm. and whether or not you believe in the validity of these paranormal investigators which i think is totally fair to question at least someone's documenting 
something, even if it's incorrect to a degree, you still have, okay, we have supposed sightings, supposed recordings, things like that. Whereas with this, it's just word of mouth, just passing it down through the generations. Yeah. So it, there's certain things, things like get lost in translation yeah, between there's certain things we can validate. Like we have the name mm-hmm. of Brown's, Brown's wife. So we can verify that, yeah. verify who she was. Margareta. Uh, we can verify the people that well, have the witnessed of, her. The aunt of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have these little circumstantial cases like the, the opera singer and the soldier, mm-hmm. uh, which probably didn't want to be talked about. I don't know about you. I don't want anybody knowing someone went missing on my land. True. I mean, well, granted, I mean, they did the right thing and they, like, dredged the lake and or the river, I'm sorry. And What's funny you say that because looking this up, um, looking up the Liberty Hall itself uh, on the Wikipedia page and stuff like that, Mm-hmm. As far as like, if you just look up Liberty Hall, Kentucky, they don't say they don't say anything about hauntings, mm-hmm. nothing. Like it's just a museum to come and check out some Kentucky history. Luckily, these were here, and <laughs> that that happened across my my search. But gotcha. Well, I mean, I noticed usually that's the kind of the the secondary case. You have everything that pops up that's like historical or main <clears throat> main function side of whatever location and then after that that's when you start getting like the paranormal and things like that yeah because usually and I wouldn't be surprised if every Halloween if they had like a little Halloween tour just about everybody it seems like does that almost every hotel Halloween tours yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if they probably do that there every hotel is haunted (laughs) all the the big ones which I mean it makes sense for a hotel of all places because you have so many people going through yeah you have a lot of things going on I mean murders and unfortunately rapes and things like that Mm -hmm. but even the more mundane stuff you just have frequent visitors that have lived there for a long time Ooh, i think i might want to i think i might want to do an episode on you already we've alluded to it before uh it was that hotel that you mentioned when we were doing um chicago it was chicago yeah with the illinois urban episode the congress uh i think the congress hotel is, was it the Congress Hotel? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Something like that, yeah. Congress Inn, Congress Hotel. Yeah, so it's the one that the that book, the Room 4, 1409 or something like that, is based on. Yeah. Or, and that the movie's based on. Mm-hmm. Where, like, people always go crazy in that room. I want to look into that. I think that'd be a fun one. At least mm-hmm. see how that origin started. Well, there's so many like that. Like, you have, um, like, <clears throat> The Shining that Stephen King wrote. Mm-hmm. That's based off of the actual place he stayed. Really? Oh, yeah. He stayed someplace. I can't remember what the name of it is offhand. I think, oh, is it um, name famous vacuum brands? Famous vacuum brands? Yeah. Uh, Dyson. Uh, Stanley. Swiffer. Stanley. I think there's like a Stanley hotel. Stanley or Hoover. And and anyway, Hoover sounds like it could be. That's because you got the Hoover hotel. Dam. Yeah. Yeah. So The Shining, Stephen King wrote, staying in a hotel, and the, he was like the only person in the hotel during that time. And, oh. Yeah. I didn't so know that. there's that too. Fun fact. There's there's lots of weird hotel stories for sure, and then you have like mm. weird true stories, like the, well, this one we might do too. So there's a, there's a hotel in L.A. I can't remember the name of that one either, and there is a lady. You see her go. You see her go into the elevator. Mm-hmm. You see her. I think it's at the first floor. She kind of peeks out and is looking out, but she's scared. So, like, she doesn't want to leave the elevator because she's, like, like someone's following her or something. So, she's kind of frightened. So, okay. she stays in the elevator, but you never see her get off 
like if you look at the other like security tapes of the camera of yeah the if, if you look at the other uh, security tapes you never see her leave the elevator but then but then you see uh, her body actually turns up in the water well of the hotel which is on the roof because people and they only found that out because a week after she disappeared uh, guests were turning on their water and was like hey my water is a funny color and they went and checked out the water well of the hotel oh, and there she was that's gross so Hotels are weird, man. Uh, at least they're built better, built better nowadays. Yeah. Okay, we got a little off topic. Uh, <laughs> as we tend to do. It's, on, it's on topic of the the show. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the not show, the episode, but um, but yeah. But anyway, back to what we were saying was any place that has people going going through frequently typically has these kind of stories because mm-hmm. you have a lot more events to pull from yeah and the older the place is that the harder it is to find documentation because you have more transients going through that people aren't so sure about their name mm-hmm. they were just supposed to be there for a short time so it wasn't a big deal well yeah and especially in the beginning of the 1800s it's really hard to find mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from back then but yeah yeah, I mean, that was my uh, Three Ghosties at the Liberty Hall. Three Ghosties at the Liberty Hall. We can call the episode that Three Ghosties. <laughs> um, and I'll be up next. I have, I'm have. i not totally sure what I'm going to do the episode on yet. You ixnade your uh, your last idea, yeah? For the time, I tabled it. Tabled it? Okay. It might come back. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it was going to be gnomes because... <laughs> just it's hard not to it's a laugh at yeah well well i was thinking because i like to do things with a theme yeah and it's springtime and what's in everyone's garden is a gnome mm-hmm. and i was like where did gnomes come from i was like i know that like there's a cultural thing behind it and i know but there's also kind of a mythological thing behind it mm-hmm. uh, so i was digging up on it and research is research is kind of tight you you find not tight isn't cool but tight isn't very <laughs> limited yeah and, and you find a lot about the gnome statue history and and a lot about that, but not as much on the mythos. Like of the gnomes. origin kind yeah. of. So I'm still why. combing through that. That may be a future episode. We might make it a mini sode or something. Okay. Uh but so I've tabled that one and I'm I'm coming up with a new one now. Well, we're gonna we're gonna table everything for a minute, aren't we? Are you are we uh do you wanna do so everyone, I'm going to Belize. If I don't think we have any listeners in Belize, but if we do, by the time I get there, Happy say hi. Happy honeymoon. Um, yeah, belated, belated honeymoon with me and Cassandra. Heck yeah. So what That's we're so gonna nice. we're gonna try to do is have an episode next week, but we're gonna try to record two and just delay the release of one. Okay. Mm, because I won't be coming back until next, uh, like the Friday, the week after. So. Unless we recorded like Saturday and put it up Saturday, and I'm not doing that fresh off of vacation, no, no. so I would like to do two, like record two in one day and edit that down. So we'll have my episode next week, and then we'll have our next. I'm thinking we'll probably go with our next Urban Legends episode. Did we, uh, are we going to go with um or with our with the we are going to go with Pennsylvania yes. because hold on let me get well you know I don't want to mention his name because I didn't get permission to mention his name on air so he might not want that oh okay. uh, but we do have a listener from central pennsylvania yes who uh, requested um we we make that our next stop in our urban legends tour and i think i'm all about it didn't you say something about gettysburg 
Yes, he also would like to hear something about Gettysburg, which definitely is coming up because I you there is more ghost stories about Gettysburg than you can shake a stick at. Ooh, okay. Do some um, research there. So that one's gonna that's that gets that's gonna get a full length episode. That's too big to try to cram into urban legends. Okay, cool. But we're gonna we're gonna do urban legends. Um, we got a tip on a haunted theater out there. Nice. And hopefully we can get some some first account recordings from that. Try and to get then, a little soundbite uh, or something. Nate, who's appeared before on on the, he was our our psycholog- psychological es- expert <laughs> on uh, the the Barney and Betty Hill abductions. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he's from Philadelphia. Oh, so, is he? I yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, he's from Philadelphia. Oh, you did tell me that. You go? Did you did you go to go over to Philadelphia? Yeah, I went or? to Philly a couple times. I love it. It's probably one of my favorite cities. Period. Go. It's probably top three. It's so it's bad. so cool. Check it out. Um, so I'm gonna since I have we have a listener out there. We I've got a friend who's from there, and I'll see what else I can find on the internet, and we'll see if we can't get together a good uh, good urban legends episode for for Pennsylvania. Okay, so we'll do we'll do the minisode on Pennsylvania. Um, do you do you have any other ideas as far as what your next one's gonna be? Since it's not gonna be. I do, notes. but I don't want to tease it and then change it four times before <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> That's fair. So that's fair. All we can tell you is I'm leading the next one, and then we're doing our uh, Pennsylvania Urban Legends after that. Okay, that sounds oh. good. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, is that so, a? So what we're well, let's little cleaning house. Um, yeah. If you do want to contact us, like our listener from Pennsylvania, you can reach us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail dot com. I'll be sure to put a link for that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So you just got to look down there, click the link, and and say hi. Tell us how you're feeling about the show. If you have any personal experiences at all, like I don't care how big they are, I don't care how small they are, we want to hear about it. And if you're okay with it, we'd like to put them on the show, whether it's us just simply reading out your email so you're not stressed about it or even getting you in for a phone interview. Like we're, we're wanting well, to do I, it. That, that makes it even like the more, that's like the most natural I feel like we can get too. It's oh, yeah. like, if we get feedback and we get personal experience and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we, we can just just let's just talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. we we really appreciate uh, all you guys tuning in. I mean, I cannot tell you just how shocked we are That's at crazy. the growth we've had this month. I mean, mm-hmm. this month alone, we've done more than we have the entire rest of the time we've been recording. And it just just blows my mind. Um, It's really cool. So keep doing what you guys are doing. Keep sharing us on the social media. Keep spreading that word of mouth. And please, if you don't mind, take a moment. Leave an iTunes review. And we're going to read you out on the show. It 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 it's not. I mean, we have to be honest. It doesn't it doesn't matter necessarily what specifically you say. We want to hear your feedback. Oh, we want the good reviews though. We do want good <laughs> reviews, but we want legitimate. You're right. You're right. But I, I, for I, the for, I've heard that for the algorithm as far as like iTunes and stuff like that goes, that it doesn't matter what you say as long as you get the stars. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm aiming for. Like I want to I want feedback. Thrive mm-hmm. on feedback. Which and we do want to just not. We don't want to shut off and think we're just the best show ever. Like, no. If we want to grow, and if there's ways we can grow, we want to hear about that. Um, and that's, we, that's one way to do it. We just appreciate you guys taking the time to even listen to the show, um, and we appreciate even more you guys taking the time to leave any reviews. Yeah, so thank from you now so on, much. Any, any reviews that get left, any emails that get shot to us, we'd like to give you a little shout out, shout out on the show. Just say thank you, at least until the point where we're getting like 5,000 reviews and, or 5,000 emails, which I don't. I'm not going to say it won't happen because I don't, <laughs> as my wife would say, don't speak death. But 
Uh, well, definitely for now. It's a really fun way to open the show. I feel like yeah, just it's personal. Dig into the you know everybody that's been hitting us up. So we've outroed long enough. We won't keep you guys any longer. But yeah. thanks again for tuning in. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys next time. So until then, stay, stay toasty. toasty.